Hello everybody and welcome to the Mean Green Money Podcast and I'm your host Jasmine and today we're going to be talking about Greenwood and I don't want to spoil too much so let's just jump right into it. Okay so with the current events that are going on I was thinking okay Jasmine think 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 (laughs) what can you do? What can you talk about that not only has to do with money, but also has to do with the black experience? Because as most of you know, uh, I am a black student here at UNT. So um, the current events have really uh, hit a soft spot for me, you know, somewhere somewhere deep down inside, inside my heart. So this is very close to me. So I decided to talk about something that has actually been talked about um you've probably heard of it um you know scrolling through instagram or scrolling through twitter or even just looking up stuff on your own time you've probably heard of the tulsa massacre which happened in greenwood and if you know anything about it it's when a affluent um black town was basically burned to the ground and what i want to focus on today i think of course we're going to talk about what happened and led to that horrible atrocity but I want to highlight the good that that town was that town became was a beautiful empire before it was burnt down it it was such it was such an affluent town that it took two days to burn it all old days but yeah so I'm gonna get right into it for you guys so there are more than 50 towns like Greenwood in Oklahoma or there was at the time and everyone knows about it and everyone knows about the different towns but most people just know about Greenwood and so let's start off with how it started it started in the early 1900s and it was founded on top of Native Native American territory in Oklahoma because that's where a lot of reservations for um, Native Americans are is in Oklahoma and there's a lot of blood ties and just social ties there but that's why a black community was built in that area because of the overlap there culturally not culturally but more so I think I misspoke not culturally, but more just the fact that the both demographics had had it rough at that time, had it really rough at that time, uh, putting it lightly. So it was founded by a wealthy black owner, landowner named O.W. Gurley. And O.W. Gurley would loan money to black people who wanted to start businesses. They had a program that if you were in Greenwood, you could and you want to start a business he would loan you money in order to do that and so that's really the main thing that got Greenwood up and starting just kicked it off right away right and so other black entrepreneurs and other black um, wealthy affluent members of society like JB Stratford who was a lawyer and activist he built the largest black owned hotel in the country first and foremost and it was 
one of the most successful hotels in that town. Another, another black man by the name of A.J. Smitherman was a publisher, and he moved there and founded the town's black newspaper called the Tulsa Star, and it was to help the public stay educated. It informed Greenwood of their legal rights, as well as legislation and laws that were passed and things like that, that pertained to their community, whether it benefited their community or was a detriment to the community. The Tulsa Star made sure that the Greenwood community knew what was going on in the world when it came to current events, both big and small. And it was very helpful and it kept that population very educated and it added to the the kind of upscale, luxurious, um, uh, very just just all around good neighborhood that Greenwood was. So on Greenwood Avenue, there was luxury, and now I'm about to name off a, a hefty list because Greenwood wasn't just a part of a town with a couple of good businesses here and there or like a strip of good businesses. This was. It was, it was, it was really, really impressive. So the list goes like this: there were luxury shops, restaurants, grocery stores, jewelry and clothing stores, movie theaters, barber shops, salons, a library, pool halls, nightclubs, doctors' offices, lawyers' offices, dental services and dental offices, a school system, postal office, a bank for loans and things like that hospital and public transport both bus and taxi it was self-sufficient in every sense of the word and even though there were a lot of affluent black um, Americans who resided in Greenwood a, a good majority of them were just regular you know town folk that worked outside of Greenwood they didn't necessarily work within the community and even though that was the case the money that they earned they would quickly come back to Greenwood where they were living and they'd spend their money there. It was said that every dollar would change hands 19 times over before leaving the community to another city. And we can't address the glorious brilliance that was Greenwood without addressing the atrocities. And before I move forward, I want to also add as a note that these notes that I've taken are from history.com. You know the the the, <clears throat> the TV channel. The the, web, the website that they also have is where I got this information. So if you want to know more in detail about it, I would suggest you visit that website because it's really good information. All right, let me turn the page. Okay. So again, as I was saying, before we can. Before we can encapsulate the entirety of Greenwood, we have to address the atrocity that befell it. So, to start off, out of resentment for the <clears throat> for the affluent and upscale lifestyle of the African Americans in that community, something horrible happened. And I'm pretty sure a lot of you know, but if you don't, here's how the story goes. As a response to surge in lynchings due to protesting civil rights and liberties like uh, the keeping them from voting uh, keeping African Americans from voting 
and from exercising um, their rights as citizens by um, Jim Crow laws and policies that um, basically restrained their their right to exercise voting and, and things like that. They were they were protesting and that was met with lynching. And so in order to respond to those lynchings, the residents of Greenwood would take up arms with weapons and they would take up arms at um, courthouses to make sure that black folks who were on trial were not taken and lynched. Because what was a popular thing back in that day was whenever a black person was on trial, no matter if they were innocent or not, no matter no, they, it really didn't matter, right? So no matter if they were innocent or not, no no matter the you know circumstance, they would go to the courthouse or wherever uh, in mobs, and they would demand that the uh the judge the sheriff whoever was in charge release the defendant and let the mob take care of them or quote-unquote serve their justice um in the form of lynching and so this instance happened again and in one such case they were protesting or they were pro protecting a young black man accused of rape who was later found innocent and upon doing this they were met with an angry white mob now the story of this young man is actually really interesting so it took place in an elevator and the young man from what from what has been told the young man ended up bumping into a woman on the elevator um, and of course, she screamed, and people thought, "Oh, this this young man is taking advantage of this this woman." And so he was then very promptly um, accused, and then charges were pressed against him. Um, and so that's where it led him to the courthouse. And so uh, there was an angry white mob, and they were like, they were asking the sheriff, "Let him out! Let him out! Let let us take care of him! You know, let us you know basically lynch him." And the sheriff refused. Um, and that's when citizens of Greenwood would go to that courthouse and there were 75 residents from Greenwood and when they marched up to the courthouse they found themselves met with 1500 of the white citizens of Tulsa and there was a clash between the two groups because of course the Greenwood um, residents were very grossly outnumbered and there was a clash between the two and in order to preserve themselves they uh the greenwood residents retreated back to greenwood uh with the white mob close on their heels and so um having followed them back to their town the mob ended up con uh looting and rioting and setting houses and residents ablaze and they would shoot and kill any black person that came out of their home um, whether it be from their home burning down or just to see what all the commotion was about they would be killed in the street and even then they would be dragged out of their homes 
it didn't matter even um, down the street as they were walking down the street this mob this angry mob and black people would be coming out of a movie theater they would get shot right there in front of the movie theater it um, and this continued like I said before for two whole days <clears throat> and so after after the damage was done and assessed there were millions in property damage and several hundred uh, wounded several dead or and or missing and so with that um, of course like I said before um, there's millions in property damage and the government um, and the citizens uh, or well the the local government uh, did not see fit to help they didn't want to help and this this doesn't come from history.com but I remember reading also that they were asking um, basically for help to rebuild and they kept putting up codes um, different policies that would prevent them from building from rebuilding at least legally and so it from, from what historians were saying, they were suspecting that what was happening was they wanted to try and um, keep them from rebuilding so that the property that was now um, newly leveled could be bought and um, something else could be built on top of Greenwood. And um, luckily that was not successful um, thanks to the NAACP as well as donations from churches and other towns similar to Greenwood, Greenwood was able to rebuild. But even though they were able to rebuild, it is it was never the same as it was in its heyday. Um, you can still go visit Greenwood to this day. Uh, and um, yeah, you can, you can go visit Greenwood to this day and learn more about it. Um, you can learn more about it in um you'd have to research on your own um for the most part because this wasn't really taught in history books or you know things like that so i thought that it would be a good thing to basically have a podcast about it and talk to you guys about what happened and the part of the part of greenwood that i want all of you to remember is the part where uh, starting with almost nothing, um, almost uh, directly after slavery, this huge, wonderful, successful town was founded and built and thrived. And so that legacy, I think, alongside with what horrible atrocities happen, should also live on in tandem with it. And that's what this podcast is about today. And so there there has been talk about supporting black businesses. And I do think that you should do so, especially with smaller black businesses that um, are suffering due to uh, COVID-19. I think it'd be a very good show of solidarity. And so with that, that's what I wanted to leave you guys with is that little nugget of information um, when it comes to building economies like that, it's 
it's a very hard feat and so I think not only do we need to um, remember the Tulsa massacre for what it was a massacre we also need to remember it for what it was before then which is um, Greenwood and the the black community at its best economically right and that's just a small tip of the iceberg but that's my contribution to to the education around um, what's happening so it is a small sliver of the information that's needed in order to encompass everything that's happening but I think it is an important one so I hope you guys um, learned a lot today uh, I know I did researching it because it's it's not common knowledge I, I don't remember being taught this and so it's it's good to research it and uh, and if you do find this really cool like I do then you can pass it on and you can share it with friends and family and you can talk about it and you can look it up and you can be like wow that's one Greenwood in its prime was super cool and two the Tulsa massacre was horrible and it'll give you all something to reflect on because I know it's given me a lot to reflect on alrighty so that concludes today's podcast thank you all for listening and to close it out that was me again just me <laughs> talking about the Tulsa massacre or um, the Greenwood in its prime and remember you guys you can talk to us about anything money related and beyond I hope you enjoyed this episode you can reach out to us at money.management at unt.edu we are currently working uh working remotely at the moment and we but we will be happy to answer any questions that you have and i'll see you next time